Good morning. I'd like to welcome all of you to worship today. A uh, special welcome to any of our guests and visitors, and a particular welcome to Pastor Erica Uthi, who is joining us from the Synod office today. She will be preaching and leading the installation portion of it, and so we are grateful to have her here with us. Any announcements before we begin our service this morning? Uh, just a reminder that there is a luncheon afterwards downstairs, and so you are all invited to that afterwards, and we hope that you will be able to join us. Please rise in body and in spirit as we begin our service. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the aid of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that attentive to your word, we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, your bountiful goodness fills all creation. Keep us safe from all that may hurt us, that whole in will and body and spirit, we may with grateful hearts accomplish all that you would have us to do. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. The first reading is from 2 Kings. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, 
was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life? that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots, and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farfar the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in a rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, wash and be clean? So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. His flesh, flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company. He came and stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. The word of the Lord. And let's read Psalm 111 responsively. Alleluia. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. Great are your works, O Lord, honored by all who delight in them. Majesty and splendor mark your deeds, and your righteousness endures forever. You give food to those who fear you, remembering forever your covenant. You have shown your people the power of your works in giving them the lands of the nations. The works of your hands are faithfulness and justice. All of your precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, because they are done in truth and equity. You sent redemption to your people and commanded your covenant forever. Holy and awesome is your name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice this and have a good understanding. God's praise endures forever. The second reading is from 2 Timothy. 
Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David, that is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is sure, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with a skin disease approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? So where are the other nine? Did none of them return to give glory to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This is not a bad prayer to say if it's the only prayer you say in a day. But I want to take this opportunity to thank you all, people here gathered as community, for the way in which you shine your light and spread the good news of Jesus in your community and beyond. Uh, as it says in the bulletin, I am uh, the director for Evangelical Mission here in the Southeastern Iowa Synod. And so you are one of 135 congregations who make up the ELCA in the southeast part of Iowa. 
And without you and your presence and the way in which you live your lives, we simply would not be the same synod. So on behalf of Bishop Current and all of my colleagues in the office of the bishop, thank you, thank you for your faithful witness. I know it was a very long transition for you all, multiple years, and it was a long pandemic, and through that whole time, you continued to do what God calls you to do, and so we are so, so grateful. And being grateful is really what our gospel lesson is all about today. This is probably a familiar story for you if you grew up in the church. It is one that we are taught from a very young age, knowing that, of course, the lesson here is to be grateful, right? Don't be like the other nine. You should be like the one that comes back and give thanks. Easy, simple, done, amen. No? Okay. <laughs> so, it's difficult sometimes to read these stories that are so familiar and move beyond those lessons that have been ingrained in us. And it is not a bad lesson. If that's all you take away, thank you, Jesus, that is a good thing. But as I was reading this lesson this week, it spoke to me in a different way than it ever has before. And it came in verse 12, excuse me, in verse 11. It says, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. So it seems like a pretty innocuous way to set up the story. He was literally just going between regions. But the reason it spoke to me this week comes if you substitute that phrase with the word borderlands. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the borderlands. As he entered a village, ten men with a skin disease approached him. Now, borderlands might conjure up different images for all of us. Maybe our minds immediately go to what we see on the news lately about the southern border of the United States and Mexico. I've been there, actually, along different parts of it, and it is, for the most part, a swath of desert on both ends with a fence in the middle. Sometimes not even any fence at all. I've been in other borders, too, like the borders between communities or the borders between neighborhoods in larger cities, borders between states and countries. One time I was traveling between borders and actually got stuck at the border. A lot of people think of it as no man's land. You're not really here and you're not really there. You've left, but you haven't arrived. The past is what it was, and the future is still unknown. Borderlands happen in our own lives, not just physically, I think. 
Maybe you've been in a borderland yourself when you've been to the doctor but you haven't gotten the phone call yet. Maybe you've been in a borderland where you were ill and you now have medicine and are hoping to get better. I think our world and our country is in a borderland now. We've kind of mostly come out of the pandemic, but things will never be what they once were. And I don't know if any of us know what they're going to be moving forward. These borderlands that we experience in our lives tend to be rather scary and uncomfortable, at least for me as someone who despises change. Ironic, since my job is to help congregations change. Borderlands can feel isolated and lonely and it is here in this borderland between Samaria and Galilee that 10 people who were ill and out of community saw Jesus and called out to him. And when Jesus saw them, they were made clean. There is no place that you can be, borderland or not, where Jesus cannot see you. That is the gift of the gospel news. Jesus sees you and makes you clean, healing you from whatever it is that ails you. And he didn't just make the one who said thank you clean. He made all 10 clean. All 10 were made to be well so that they could have life in abundance once again. So what is it with this foreigner, this one who came back? I think as we live out our vocations as Christians, the difference is how we leave this place. We gather together week in and week out and hear God's grace spoken through word and song we witness God's grace in the sharing of the peace and the passing of the offering plate. We are healed from within as we eat the bread and drink the cup, as we mark ourselves with the cross of Christ in the waters of baptism. We are made whole. And as we leave from this place, we are called to live as disciples Monday through Saturday, caring for the neighbor, proclaiming the good news of God in Jesus Christ, working for justice and peace in the world God made. These are the promises that we make in baptism. And as we leave this place, living out these promises, our very lives become signs of thanks for all of God's goodness. Because you see, this healing that you receive here is not just for you, and it's not just for here. This is a healing of the nations, of all people who are seeking 
and who are lost and who are wandering in the borderlands of life. It takes a great deal of faith and commitment, I believe, to live a life of gratitude, knowing that even here and now where all people are fed at the table, we leave these doors and our neighbors are going hungry. It takes a great deal of faith to walk up and down the aisle, passing the peace of Christ with one another, knowing that wars are raging And it's not always just the physical wars like the ones we see with Ukraine and Russia. But there are wars that rage in our own homes and in our own hearts. Indeed, it is countercultural, I think, to live a life of thanksgiving. And it is not an empty thanksgiving with empty platitudes that all will be fed and all will find peace. It is a gratitude that has teeth and that resists, resists the very pull to give up hope. We read in 2 Timothy that the word of God will not be chained. And so this word of God that has called you child and good and gifted, this word of God which has brought you healing and peace is the same word you carry with you as you leave this place, proclaiming to the nations that God is good. Proclaiming that death itself cannot have the final say and does not have the final say. Even in death, All is healed, for it is raised again to new life in Jesus Christ. This is the gift of faith. Now, we're going to install Pastor Leah as your pastor. And she has a particular call as a disciple of Jesus to proclaim the word and to preside at the sacraments here with you. But the call to share this word of God is not hers alone. You all, dear church, are signs of God's love in this world as you leave this place. You all, with your own lives of thanksgiving, bear witness to the goodness of God that we hear and receive every day and every moment. It is not easy to live a life without cynicism. It is not easy to live a life of joy and thanksgiving, and yet God has given you the spirit, the very spirit which hovered over the waters at creation lives in you, empowers you to go forth, to bear witness to God's love, and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen.
Having been authorized by the church to install Reverend Leah Holloway Nielsen, our co-worker in the gospel, as pastor, I now ask for certification of this call. After prayerful deliberation, we of Faith Lutheran Church have called Reverend Leah Holloway Nielsen as pastor. I present her in this letter certifying the call. Here now readings from scripture. First from John. Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And from Matthew. Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. And from 1 Timothy. Set the believers an example in speech and conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Attend to the public reading of scripture, to exhorting, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you through prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Put these things into practice. Devote yourself to them so that all may see your progress. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in these things, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Leah, in the presence of this assembly, will you commit yourself to this new trust and responsibility in the confidence that it comes from God through the call of the church? If so, say, I will, and I ask God to help me. I will, and I ask God to help me. Will you preach and teach in accordance with the Holy Scriptures and with the confessions of the Lutheran Church? Will you carry out this ministry in harmony with the constitutions of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America? I will, and I ask God to help me. Will you be diligent in your study of the Holy Scriptures and in your use of the means of grace? Will you love, serve, and pray for God's people, nourish them with the word and sacraments, and lead them by your own example in faithful service and holy living? I will, and I ask God to help me. Will you give faithful witness in the world that God's love may be made known in all that you do? I will, and I ask God to help me. Almighty God, who has given you the will to do these things, graciously give you the strength and compassion to perform them. Amen. I invite you all to stand. Okay, kiddos, this is where it's coming. Ready? Well, I'll, I'll tell you when. People of God, will you receive Leah as a messenger of Jesus Christ, sent to serve all people with the gospel of hope and salvation? Will you regard her as a servant of Christ and a steward of the mysteries of God? We will, and we ask God to help us. Will you pray for her and honor her for her work's sake, and in all things strive to live together in the peace and unity of Christ? We will, and we ask God to help us. Leah, the office of pastor is now committed to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, make you complete in everything good, 
so that you may do God's will, working in you that which is pleasing in God's sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You have been called to be among us, to baptize, to teach, and to forgive sins. You have been called to be among us, to proclaim the good news. You have been called to be among us, to preside at the Lord's Supper. People of God, I present to you Leah, your pastor. Let us welcome her in the name of Christ. As we continue our service, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In gratitude and humility, let us join together in prayer on behalf of all of God's creation. Gracious God, we give you thanks for bishops, pastors, and deacons. Inspire leaders of the church to proclaim your mighty deeds, that your saving faith may be known to all. Hear us, O God. Majestic God, we give you thanks for land and water, for seed time and harvest. Break down the boundaries we construct between ourselves and the rest of your creation. Bring renewal and restoration to places affected by pollution and deforestation. Hear us, O God. Mighty God, we give you thanks for those in our community, nation, and world who work for justice and peace. Guide those who govern to act on behalf of those who are marginalized by race, ethnicity, or religion. Hear us, O God. Merciful God, we give you thanks that you hear the cries of those in need. Restore to community those who are stigmatized by illness, feel rejected, and those who live in isolation. Send healing to all who suffer. Hear us, O God. Faithful God, we give you thanks for the healing ministries of this congregation. Equip those who visit, care, and pray for the sick. Give insights to doctors, nurses, home health aides, and practitioners of medical arts. Hear us, O God. Eternal God, we give you thanks for your faithful people who have gone before us to your glory. Renew our trust in your eternal promises of mercy, redemption, and new life. Hear us, O God. With grateful hearts, we commend all our spoken and silent prayers to you, O God, 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Please share signs of peace with those around you. Let us pray. Merciful Father, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Till 
be satisfied I will give my life to them Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night I will The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you always in his grace. Let us pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. And we pray that in your mercy you would strengthen us through this gift, in faith towards you and in fervent love towards one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. And we go in peace to share the good news.